0: Every week we get together on this podcast and talk about things that wouldn't fit in our Sunday morning message time. I'm Pastor Russell Howard and this is Beyond the Notes. The passage that we covered Sunday, John chapter 1, verses 38 down to the end of the chapter, verse 51, is, uh, is interesting in the Gospel of John in that it is the, it's the first sort of dramatic scene where, where Jesus himself makes an appearance. The whole book's about Jesus, and the uh, verses up to verse 38 have been painting background about Jesus, largely centered on the person of John the Baptist. Jesus himself sort of comes on the scene quietly at first, and then beginning in verse 38, he begins to interact with other people. In fact, in verse 38, he speaks for the first time. And as the, the passage unfolds, we have this whole dialogue that, that points out, as I said in my message, the, the tension between uh, people who, who ought to seek Jesus, but thankfully it is, it is Jesus who actually does the, the seeking and in the course of the conversations in this passage, we saw uh, let me make sure I get this right. John and Andrew and Simon Peter and Philip and finally Nathaniel, all come to become followers of Christ. At the very end of the passage, Jesus makes a promise to Nathaniel, uh, first invoking Jacob's ladder from the Old Testament that that in time to come, if he would follow Jesus, he would see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. Heaven opened and angels ascending and descending is the obvious reference to Jacob's ladder from the book of Genesis. But this phrase son of man is a phrase uh, that that's, I think, particularly interesting. Every now and then you'll come across someone who will claim that that we Christians have an overblown view of who Jesus was even compared to Jesus' claims about himself as though Jesus never claimed to be the King of Kings and Lord of Lords or or the very God-man as Christians have always believed that he was and that he did indeed claim. Well, by itself, Jesus referring to himself as son of man uh, sets aside any notion that Jesus did not claim for himself uh, the, the, the claims of deity and the claims of an eternal kingship. The uh, The phrase son of man is, is one that's fairly, actually fairly common in the Old Testament. And it does quite often just mean a person, a human being. For example, in Psalm 8, uh, one of the great praise Psalms, the Bible says, uh, when I look, this is Psalm 8 beginning in verse 3. When I look at the at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Well, obviously there it's talking about people. Why, Lord, do people matter so much to you? When I look at the magnificence and scale of your creation, it, it begs the question, why do people matter so much to you? And of course, we do. But the, the title Son of Man comes through a transition uh, in, the, in the Old Testament, and it happens in the, in the book of Daniel. Uh, if you've got a Bible handy, come with me to Daniel chapter 7. Uh, Daniel 7 is one of the, the various visions of the prophet Daniel. And in chapter 7, we have we have the term ancient of days uh, used, I believe, three times. It's the only place in scripture that term is used to describe God the Father as the ancient of days. We have various hymns and songs we sing that, that, that reference that title. That title lives in Daniel chapter 7. But here's what I want you to see. This is a, a vision from Daniel chapter seven, verses 13 and 14. And this is what the the background is when Jesus calls himself the son of man. I saw in the night visions, Daniel chapter seven, verse 13. I saw in the night visions and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man. And he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him and to him that is to the son of man, was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom, one that shall not be destroyed. So when Jesus applied to himself the title, son of man, he was referring to this Daniel passage he was referring to himself as the one who will receive the, the worldwide unending kingdom, the, the dominion of the, the glorious Messiah. It's absolutely a term for Messiah. And Jesus used it of himself a lot. Uh, I did a, did a quick check and he uses it of himself 29 times in the Gospel of Matthew. 14 times in the gospel of Mark, 26 times in the gospel of Luke, and 13 times in the gospel of John, of which this occurrence in John 1, 51 is the first. Elsewhere in the New Testament, one time in the book of Acts as Stephen in Acts 7 is laying down his life as a martyr, and he has his own vision of heaven opened and the divine greeting coming for him. He says, I see one who is the son of man, uh, standing in, in heaven. So, all together, 83 times uh, from the mouth of Jesus and from the mouth of Stephen, uh, this phrase, the Son of Man. It's used one more time in the New Testament. It's used in Hebrews 2.6, but in Hebrews 2.6, it's used as just a person because it's quoting Psalm 8, the Psalm I read earlier. So, the Son of Man is a messianic title and the one who uses that title to describe himself is describing himself as the king of kings and lord of lords hey by now i hope you've subscribed to this podcast so that you don't miss any of our beyond the notes And I hope you're interested in and perhaps have even subscribed to our other McGregor podcasts. If uh, you want more information, you can go to mcgregorpodcast.com and learn more about our various podcast channels and the things that are being produced to hopefully bless and challenge you. God bless you and take care.